Our care pastor, Wayne Ritchie. So today is 2022. Now, we don't put much stock in the changes. But let me tell you that God does. Do you know that God loves you differently today than he did yesterday? And he will love you different tomorrow than he loves you today? How do we know that? Because the steadfast love of the Lord is new every morning. So it is a new morning. Wake up tomorrow, be a new morning. It is a new year. We don't put much stock in New Year's. But this is the month they call January, which is named after the Roman god Jairus, which was a two-faced god. His face, one face looked back into the year that was. One face looked forward to the year that was. And when he spoke a word, he would spoke, they would speak the same word, but would have different meanings. For example, the word cleave. It can mean cut off, or it can mean here to. So the god Jairus was a god that caused confusion. Okay? Don't take 2021 into 2022. I don't care if it was bad. I don't care if it was good. It doesn't make a difference. It is a new year. It is a new day. It is a new time that God is working. And tomorrow, the Jews still put a lot of stock in their months. Their years are not our years. Their beginning is not their beginning. Tomorrow starts a Jewish, new Jewish month, which I'm not going to pronounce the name. It's S-A-J-V-E-T, something like that. It means shake it off. So I don't think there's a coincidence. And what does it tell you to shake off? It's shake off all those tiny, little, irritable things that aren't really important in your life that you got yourself consumed in and you don't need to be. So this is a year to shake it off also, okay? God is moving, and God is working, and God has great plans. And I forgot to mention this, so I'll mention it real quick. We're going to have prayer, and the reason I want to have it in here, I expect all you people to be here. Expect. We expect. You're going to have this little booklet, unless I can get it put up over there, so we don't have to make 50,000 copies of this. But we are going to pray Scripture, Okay? We're going to have different things, and it, it, it's going to be awesome because we are praying for the year that is coming. So this morning, I want to bring you what I gave you last time as I stood up here before when I brought the word. And that time, I told you about a vision I had in October of a river flowing through a land with no vegetation on either side. In that river, I saw a, the stern, the backside of three boats. In one boat was Margo and I, my wife, in case you don't know that. In the other boat was my two sons with their families. In the spirit, I knew the river was God's river and that 2022 would be a year of double blessing for each of us. And I, when I thought about that and I prepared my last message, the Lord said, tell the people of Encounter that this is going to be their year of Double blessing. But every prophetic word that God gives has requirements. You can't just sit back, take the word of God, and think, okay, God, I'm in the boat. I'm just going to sit back, and you do everything. It does not work that way, okay? So 
This is the second day of 2022, and the question I'm asking you is, do you have the expectation of a double year? Now, expectation means a belief that comes from our thought process when we examine evidence, and faith is the evidence of things not seen. So we are going to examine the evidence of what we can not see, okay? That's what we're going to do. Expectation in your spirit captivates you. So our expectation, my expectation for my wife, myself, my family, and this church is an expectation that we are going to receive a double blessing. Psalms 46.4 tells us that God's river is constantly flowing and it brings joy and delight. So it's going to be a year of joy and a year of delight. We got that? Amen. Didn't know what you kind of talked about? I'm looking forward to all the joy and delight that my two sons, their wives, Margot and I and our eight grandchildren will receive in 2022. And I'm looking for all the joy that you will receive also. And I want to hear about it. Amen. So the question I'm asking you, since this is the second day of the year, have you got into your boat? Have you pushed away from the dry, arid land? Have you caught the current that's going to move you down the river of double blessing for all of 2022? As I said, it's called God, it's also called God's river of delight. Psalms 36, 8. And we can drink from it, and I plan on doing a lot of drinking in 2022. And I hope you are too. Amen. And don't worry about the water level in the river because Psalm 65, 9 tells us it's full of water. So don't worry about the water level. Tastes sweet. This year, the name Encounter Church will take on a whole new meaning for us. It's not just a name. It's a prophetic word that God gave Zach for a special reason. Right? Were you here there when he gave the, when he named this church? Were you there? Who was here when he named this church? Nobody? So you're all the harvest. So you were here. Weren't you here? Nobody was here? Chris was here, but he's not here right now. He's outside. So no, he wasn't here when he named the church. He came later. No, he was not. So who? Where's Sadie? You were here when he named the church? Okay. Do you know why he named it uh, Encounter? He wanted us to encounter the Lord. Amen. So all you people are prophetic harvest of the word encounter that was planned in the heart of one man. You see what one person can do. You see what you can do. Just by responding to the God who gives you the word of what he wants you to do. But this year the word's going to take on a whole new meaning. Okay? We are going to start seeing it. I think we felt it this morning. You know, that which is old gets so old it becomes new. Did you know that? How many here this morning when we sang those two old hymns, was new to you. Anybody? See, the old becomes new. 
The very first song that I ever learned, memorized, was Victory in Jesus. And I discovered that when I could take a song out of a hymnal and put it in my mind and sing it without a book, it had a tremendous impact. That's why we don't have hymnals anymore. But that was the very first, and I got somehow, some way, I don't remember a lot of references where scriptures are, but I could, you can pick a hymn and I could probably sing it. For some reason, somehow, I remember all these hymns, okay? And I don't sing very much, but when we're singing those, I was back there just shouting. <laughs> Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought, and I like to change it. You sought me, and you bought me, okay? You did it. I sing to him, okay? That's the way I used to sing it. But it was one of the first, it was the very first song, song Thong that I ever memorized. Okay, I just want to throw that in there. But didn't you feel different presence this morning? More power from the Lord, okay? We are going to have divine human encounters like those in the Bible. Like Adam, like Job, like Moses, like Elijah, like John, Peter, Paul, John, John and James and Peter had on the Mount of Transfiguration. We're going to have those. Now we can encounter God by doing our part, draw near to God, and he will draw near to us, James 4, 8. People say to me, how do I get closer to God? Very simple, you just draw near to him. He promises to draw near to you. But I'm not talking about that kind, okay? I see encounters are going to occur like occurred on the Mount of Transfiguration. And by the way, the Mount of Transfiguration is the mountain that the, the gates of hell flow out of at the bottom, which is what, where Jesus took the disciples and he made the statement. And I've been there. It, it, the presence of demonic is very strong. It's a very beautiful place. But Jesus took his disciples there and he said to them, as I think as he stood right before this lake that they call where the gates of hell was, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. He said it right in front of where the, the world thought that was the gates of hell. The disciples were afraid to even go there. Then he took them on top of the Mount of Transfiguration where, where there was very, 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 very strong demonic activity and, and Jews believed that is where the angels came down in Genesis 11 and committed their sin. He took them to the very place that the people at that time thought was so one of the most demonic places in the world and there he was transfigured. See, Jesus takes us to where sometimes we think we don't want to go. He takes us to the, the strongest demonic areas and he manifests his power through those things. They didn't want to go there, but they followed Jesus. And he said to them, and gates, by the way, do not move. Okay? We do not live in a fortress. The enemy does. He has the gates. We don't have any gates. We attack his gates. He does not come out and attack us. A lot of people don't agree with that. But the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, which means that we as the church are going to attack the gates of hell. And who's trapped inside the other side of that gate? People that are bound in slavery that need Jesus Christ. And it's our job to go in there, take them out of that, and set them free to take them, tear down that gate of hell and get those people delivered so that they can experience 
Jesus Christ the same way you and I do, and they can come to encounter and have a great move of God in their life, okay? The encounter we will experience will be God-initiated. I expect an expectation. If you don't have expectation for the year, get it. I expect one of those to occur when Gershom is here. I expect a divine human move of God when Gershom is here. He was awesome when he was here last time, but this time's going to be, that's going to be nothing compared to what I believe and expect is going to happen next. God's initiated counter by God brings a tremendous sense of spiritual authority into your life. And I want that for 2022. And do you want that? And that is just for every one of us. But for Tony, prophetic overseer of encounter, which is biblical, which a lot of churches do not do. I'm glad that we do. There will come a new level of spiritual strength that will take you deeper and deeper into dramatic encounters in your alone time with God. I believe and I speak like that like Job in 2022, you will hear the voice of God from the whirlwind. And you will discover like Job that God can do all things and that no purpose of his can be thwarted. But for this word to come true, you have to keep yourself humble before the Lord. That is your word for 2022. You are going to see things that you never dreamed of or expected. You're going to hear things. You're going to have a whole new level. You think you've got authority now. Wait to see how much authority you're going to have. But you've got to take hold of it, and you've got to keep yourself humble before the Lord, because if not, you, it won't come. Yes. Prophetic words don't come automatically. They do not do that. For all of us, and for everyone who hears this message, 2022 will be a year where God will create prosperity like a river. Isaiah 66, 12. Create. The act of doing something to produce. God is the only one who can create. God, only God creates. He gives, puts in the minds of people to create, but only God creates. And everything God creates... He creates for his what? Pleasure. God creates for his pleasure. Revelation 4.11. We get the benefit of his creation. Like the printing press. Gutenberg was inspired by the Holy Spirit how to build a printing press. Most major inventions, I would think all major inventions that was done by man was inspired by the Holy Spirit who God gave it to them. And his whole purpose for inventing the printing press was so that you and I can have the Bible in our own hands. That was his whole purpose for doing that. We get the benefits from his creations, but we are to use them to serve and glorify him only. Prosperity. The reward God gives his children for their diligence in being active to achieve it by being obedient to God's commands. Proverbs 10, 2 and 27. Bringing about a state of living security. Proverbs 10, 2, 15, 27 and 13, 8. All other prosperity in the world is wicked. 
God wants you to be prosperous. But, you know, the devil wants some people to be prosperous. So he can use them. Prosperity, God wants to create prosperity so that you can use it to serve and glorify him. You want, to, you want God created prosperity for you like a river in 2022? If you do, here's a requirement. You're responsible for the fair and proper distribution of your prosperity that God has given you. Leviticus 25 and 1 Timothy 6, 17 and 19, Old Testament, New Testament. That act that you do creates more prosperity because Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men, not God, shall men pour into your bosom. Okay? God blesses us to be a blessing. So in receiving a double blessing for 2022, you got to give a double blessing. And I'm not talking about money. Too many people get hung up on that. God also blesses us to keep order in our lives in the midst of the chaos that has been unleashed in the world. Which brings us to another point. You can go online and read a lot about prophetic words for 2022. I do not recommend it. I know what I'm doing. And I've read some real ones. I, one guy said that God is going to move upon all of his people that are not vaccinated and supernaturally tell them that they need to get their shots. I thought, well, that's interesting. I don't expect that. And I don't receive that. One guy gave a whole list of all the great things God was going to do in 2022. And I thought, well, this sounds good. Get down to the very end. He says, and donate, you know, seed this $22.22 or $2,222.22 or whatever. I thought, man, you just, you just killed it. Okay? But there is a pattern that God gives for the church overall. There's a pattern that God gives for individual churches, and there's a pattern that gives for you individually. The word for this church is a double blessing, and it's also for word for anybody who receives it. One pastor said the word for his church is correction, but he didn't speak it in a negative term. He said God is going to correct all the things that have been done incorrectly and have occurred incorrectly in your life. 2022 is going to be a year where God is going to correct those things. So if you need that word, take it. Do you have things in your life that God needs to correct to make them a blessing where, they, where they've been used against you? Let God correct things that you want. That's not my word. I'll, I'll take it, but that's my word is double blessing. And it came as a vision, not as a word. So... In order to get a double blessing in the river, here is some advice I'm going to give you. One, don't let the love of money into the boat. If God's double blessing for you is to give you double increase financially, don't even let the hint of the love of that money come into your life because the amount of love it takes away 
it takes it away from your love for God. A lot of people, God have blessed blessed financial prosperity, and they've walked away from him. So if your double blessing is financial, don't fall in love with that money, because if God blesses you financially, he blesses you financially so you can bless other people financially. He doesn't, if, if God pours into you and it doesn't pour out, you become a dead sea filled with nothing. Nothing lives in the dead sea. That's not just there for geography. It's there for a spiritual reason, okay? So if God chooses to bless you financially, you better let it flow out or you're going to become a dead sea. Two, don't delight in the blessing more than the blesser. The more you delight on the blessing, the less you will delight on the blesser. Thank God more for who he is than for what he's going to do for you or what he has done for you. (coughs) Focus on the one who blesses you. Here's a good phrase to remember, and I heard it on the radio this week. (coughs) Don't make a bless me list. And don't ask God to bless what you do in 22. Ask God to help you bless what he is doing. Okay, and that's not mine. I heard it on the radio. It's amazing. I hear all these sermons. I talk a little bit about, oh, that's great. I'm going to put that in my message. (laughs) Don't make a bless me list. And don't ask God to bless what you do in 22. Ask God to help you bless what he is blessing. Three, expect only what he wants you to expect for 2022. He'll put it in your heart. I expect a double blessing. In Psalm 62.5, David said, My expectations are from him. You have to make sure that you only expect what he wants you to expect. If you expect what you want over what he wants, you will have a year of frustration. And you will be open yourself to the door of anger. (coughs) It will not be a year of double blessing, but I leave it up to you what it will be. Don't expect what you want. Expect what he wants. Four, don't fear. The spirit of fear is not from God. Thank you. He's going to get reward because he brought me a water. That's biblical, guys. You want a prophet's reward? Bless a prophet. You want, you want some of her blessing? Bless her. Okay? By the way, she's the head prophet. There's a lot of prophets in this church, and just because you're prophesied doesn't mean you're a prophet. Okay? Seriously, a prophet and a person that prophesies, anybody can prophesy if God moves on them, but that doesn't make you a prophet. Prophet's job is to correct people who stand up and give fake words. They're supposed to stand up and say, that's not from God, and all of us are going to receive it. That day may come. That's her responsibility. She knows that, right? Okay. <clears throat> Where am I at? Don't fear. 
I haven't talked about the land the river is flowing through, but in my vision, the land was barren, like the desert. There's no, tree, no trees anywhere. And I begin to wonder, what does that mean? We're in the river, in the middle of the river, flowing down this rapid moving river, yet on both sides of the river, the land was barren. I really don't, I have not really searched what that means, but it could mean that it's barren economically, that people who are living on the land are suffering. And I don't know, but I do know that our economy is the economy of heaven. And that's all we need to know, okay? Our economy is not tied in with the world. I don't know what the barren land means. Maybe I'll get, you know, I'm asking the Lord, maybe I'll get it. But, but to me, barren, biblically, as I said last time, means confusion, wondering, not really knowing what's going on, what's happening, okay? If the devil has his way, right now, there are a lot of people that are looking back for the good old days. There are a lot of people looking back want things to return to normal. There are a lot of people looking back for what they used to have. They're, not, they're looking more backward than they're looking forward. you got two faces. Don't look back. Number five, settle any inward account you have with the Lord. You get in that boat, don't take baggage with you. What I mean by that? If we look at the account of the unjust steward who the king forgave his debts and the unjust steward did not forgive the debt of those who owed him, we see that it revolves around forgiveness over unforgiveness. So what I feel from this is don't get in that boat with unforgiveness or any other thing in your heart that is unsettled. Take the time to settle the account with the Lord. When we have prayer on Wednesday night, one of the things we do is we do self-examination. You have a time to examine yourself before you start praying for all these other needs. You also have a chance to look at yourself. Take an account for yourself. And that's, that's all scripture. We're going to read some scripture about how you're supposed to see yourself. If God's people would just read the Bible about how they're supposed to see themselves, it'd make a big difference in your life. Six, become a prisoner of hope. Zechariah 9, 12. That may sound like a strange statement, but there's one meaning for the word prison in the Bible that means a place of confinement that keeps you safe. Okay? You're in a boat on the river. It keeps you safe. You are confined to that boat. I also saw some people jumping out of the boat and swimming to the shore. I don't know why. Who'd want to go back to the barren land? But become a prisoner of your expectations and your hope. The place of confinement is to keep us safe in the boat where we're at. And if you add the word hope and you have this meaning, that which is orientated to something in our future that we expect, but do not yet possess. Romans 8, 24 and 25. You expect it, but you don't have it yet. Keep your hope from being shaken. 2 Corinthians 1, 7. Hope keeps you steadfast. It keeps you set on your objective. It brings you encouragement. 
And the beautiful thing about hope is you have hope inside of you and you have hope in heaven. Did you know that? You have hope in two places. Okay? So keep your hope. I do not know what the river of blessing holds for me or anyone, and never you will never know it either. It will come when it comes. And if you make a list of what you want to come, you are going to be sadly disappointed. Also, I'm going to close with this. All throughout the Bible, when God deems something valuable, he always puts it in a boat. When God deems something valuable, he always puts it in a boat. And you are valuable. So, Zechariah 9, 12 again. Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I restore to you double. Amen. And I'm done. <laughs>